Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. One more week. In just a few more days, Andrew and Cherry will be saying yes in front of God to spending the rest of their lives together. Is Andrew ready? We invited Gabby Song and Cheryl Chan, two longtime friends of ours, going back to our days at university together to find out. We asked Andrew to share about his relationship with Cherry, what their discernment process has been like, and otherwise grill him just to make sure he knows what he's doing. We're joined by a special guest halfway through, so make sure you listen to the whole thing. I think I've mentioned this before on one of our previous episodes, but whenever I put together and edit the the podcast, I just kind of randomly come up with a title at the very end. It's just like I finish with the podcast editing and it's like, oh, I need to come up with a title somehow. Um, in prepping for this episode, the, the title that I had originally come up with, if, if you go back and uh, to our, our last episode with a guest, um, we had Father Raphael Ma on. And it was like something, something, something with Father Raphael Ma. I forgot. I should have looked up what the actual title was. But um, to, as, as a sneak peek, as a sneak preview, today's episode, we're going to be talking to Andrew about him, him getting married, which is coming up. And so the title that I had initially kind of come up with was Andrew's Getting Married. And we have a couple guests today, which we're very excited about. And I'll quickly introduce them in a second. But um, their names are Cheryl and Gabby. So the, the title I wanted to go with was Andrew's Getting Married. And then with Cheryl and Gabby, because like, that's what I did last oh. time when I had a guest on. But uh, I think I don't think that would work out very well uh, if, I, if I went with that title. So anyway. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, I'd like to um, express our, our gratitude and our appreciation. We have two really, really special guests today, um, two longtime friends of, of both me and Andrew, dating back to when we were all at university uh, at Western in London together. Gabby, Gabby Song, Cheryl Chan, welcome to our podcast. You are our first ever uh, female guests, our second and third ever human guests, um, and our fourth, third and fourth ever guests, if you count Peter the Spider. Well- <laughs> from from the, from one of our earlier episodes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Andrew, are you are you not proud about Peter the Peter the Spider being on our podcast? I I was like, are you really going there right now? I was like trying to like find a way to like cut you off. I'm like, we're not. Why are we talking about this again? Like, <laughs> whenever whenever like Gabby and Cheryl are like, who is Peter the Spider? Whenever I bring on we bring yeah. on a guest, I definitely am going to mention Peter the Spider like every single time, hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Um, so moving on from that, um, yeah, so like I said, Gabby and Cheryl, uh, we've, we've all been friends for like, I don't know, like six, seven years or something like that, probably five, six, seven years. Um, like I said, we all went to university together. We all more or less met there um, as part of the Chinese Catholic community in London. Um, so we're really excited to have you on. And like I mentioned off the top, we are going to roast Andrew a bit, I guess. <laughs> Um, so Andrew is getting married next week. Andrew and Cherry are getting married next week, um, not with Cheryl and Gabby. Um, and so we just thought it would be a bit of a fun episode to, I don't know, ask Andrew some questions just to make sure that he's ready for, for his marriage, for his vocation that he's been discerning for a few years now and um, have some fun with it. Are you ready for this, Andrew? 
I was saying to Cherry before this that, like, we should have done this episode, like, six months ago, because now if I fail, like, do we need to postpone the wedding? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> I know. You got one week left, man. I, I know. I got to figure it out. Get, get a it. prep class or something. I was thinking that. It was like, well, what if the outcome of this is that you're not ready to, to get married? Like, you find out on the <laughs> podcast. The whole world finds out before Cherry finds out. <laughs> Everything's just awkward. <laughs> we just show up to the day and just like, well, this is kind of weird now. <laughs> All right. Well, I anticipate this might be a bit of a longer. It, it'll be a fun podcast, I would expect, um, but it might be a bit of a longer one. Obviously, we have four people um, fighting for airtime. So um, oh, why don't why don't we just dive into it here? Um, Andrew, we're going to warm you up with a few questions before we really dive into it. Um, so I think the, the easy one maybe is just, you know, the last year and a half now, we've all been dealing with the COVID pandemic. A lot of our friends have been, you know, you're not the only ones engaged. Obviously, a few of our other friends are also engaged. And um, I think we've all been hearing stories about wedding planning and how COVID has, sure. has kind of delayed the, 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 the process of wedding planning. How has COVID affected you and Cherry um, in terms of planning for your wedding? Uh, it was interesting because we so we had the benefit of not starting the planning until after COVID started. So nothing really was thrown off by that in that kind of same sense. Because uh, we kind of knew going into this was the, I guess, context that we were working in. I don't know if either of us expected to last the whole time, but we were kind of prepared for that eventuality and knew that the way we planned would have to be assuming the worst. So in that way, mm -hmm. we haven't had to adjust things too much, which is kind of nice. Um, luckily, we were able to agree early on that like we wouldn't do a big banquet or anything, and that saved a lot of headaches in terms of the stuff that happened with uh, COVID. And then we kind of, we had both agreed that the only thing that we, that is a must for us is that we get married in a church on this date. Um, and like everything else is like uh, wonderful things that we really, really want to happen. But if it can't, it can't. Um, and that really alleviated a lot of the stress from us. So there's no, not too much anxiety about making things happen. It was, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, we have our minimum and that's going to happen. So it wasn't too, too bad because of that. Was there any specific reason for the particular date? Uh, so actually, uh, we've missed our my target date twice now. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so I wanted to propose on July the 16th. So it's the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Um, just because we had both started growing a lot in kind of our interior life uh, and just in our, in our own spiritual life. Um, and a lot of the Carmelites really kind of um are sponsors of and just really doctors and champions of like those spiritualities and so it was really fitting that you know the timing of when i wanted to propose propose was right around that because i basically you know when i was looking for a day to propose i just looked at like the church calendar and i was like what feast days are coming up <laughs> and then uh, i found our lady of mount carmel and i was like this is wonderful this is beautiful uh, so then um, that week, uh, the the forecast was to rain on the day of Our Lady Mount Carmel. So I was like, all right, I guess not. So I did the day before, so July 15th, which is the Feast of St. Bonaventure. Um, and then now we're getting married on July 17th. So I literally missed twice, but... Um, but yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> that's just how it works sometimes. That's nice. It's yeah. nice that you were targeting a feast day. I remember July 16th as my dad's birthday, so, um, you know... You can, you can choose to remember as Our Lady of Mount Carmel Feast Day. I will remember it as my dad's birthday. <laughs> it's pretty important too, I guess. I guess. Um, what are you most looking forward to in marriage? Oh, man. Um, this will be the 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, um, I think really, you know, we have been getting ourselves ready for this point for so long between me and Cherry. 
um, I'm sure we'll get into this, but like our, our relationship has shifted so much over the course of the five and a half years or however long it's been now that we've been together, um, just over five and a half years. Um, and particularly the last two, three years or so has really been like on a really good upward trajectory uh, mm-hmm. in our relationship with each other and relationship with God. And it's just, you know, knowing that this will be a sacrament that gives us the graces to continue that in a more beautiful way. I think it's really, really um, something I'm really looking forward to because it kind of the promise is that as good as things have been in the way our relationship has grown, there's something better coming. Uh, I think that's what I'm probably the most excited for. I, I thought it was really beautiful how you said earlier in the first question, just like how you guys just focused on wanting to get married, like focusing on the sacrament. Gabby, if you're watching on YouTube, Gabby gave a big thumbs up um, when you were sharing about that. And like uh, so much of this, um, so much of wedding planning, whenever we think about it, like we get caught up in like the details of figuring out the, the banquet and, and, you know, planning the, the itinerary and everything. It's funny because last two weeks ago when I when I, uh, I messaged you and Cherry about like, oh, what is the itinerary for the day of the actual wedding? And both of you were like, uh, it's not really done yet. We don't really have one yet. And it's like, on one hand, I just went in straight away and I was like, here, I will make you guys your itinerary. But also on the other hand, it's like, yeah, you know, leave it up to God. And the, the important thing is that the mass will happen and and, and they didn't have an itinerary roughly we did we had a, we had a rough one yeah. but we didn't like actually oh, okay. have it written out it wasn't like, up like, to like, jason's standards it, oh. yeah wait till i show wait till i show you what i actually made gabby okay got it, got it. <laughs> uh for context which i probably should have opened up with um i am both gabby and i are on andrew and cherry's uh in cherry's wedding at, okay both Gabby and I are in Andrew and Cherry's wedding party, is what I was trying to say. Cheryl is helping out with music, so we are all grateful that you've invited us to be part of your special day, um, Andrew. I'm honored that you're all coming as well. It's really... No, seriously. That's for Cherry, like, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, for Cherry. Listen, I get it, you know. I, I am marrying up, so it's fine. I'll, I'll take the crumbs I can get. <laughs> Um, Gabby, do you want to move into uh, the first question that we had for under, under, you know, getting to know his relationship with Cherry more? Mm, sure, sure. Uh, get ready. It's going to get spicy here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> just, so j- just as an intro, I mean, I told Jason this already, but I hate this, you know, spotlight on me. I'm kind of introverted in a way. Um, but Jason said this is basically just grilling. Andrew and I said I'll take the opportunity to publicly roast Andrew so here we are that's why I'm doing this so (laughs) okay my first question is I kind of know the answer to this already um but so yeah my question is when did you know that Cherry was the one you wanted to discern marriage with (laughs) the reason why I'm laughing is because (laughs) back when Andrew first started dating Cherry he told me he knew the second day he met her (laughs) The second day. The second day of GT, which is this big um, Chinese Catholic retreat, like annual retreat that we go to. But um, yeah, Andrew said that he knew starting the second day. Um, I mean, that could still hold true. Um, It could have been, you know. I don't even need to answer. I was going to say, Gabby's just answering this question for you. No, no, I'm just just asking to confirm if that's still true or you know it is it is it is it's um yeah it's actually it's really (laughs) eerie to think about um i you know i've talked to different people about this because um you know just over the course of our relationship it's always 
It's always the thing people ask, right? Like, oh, like, you know, how do you feel? Like, when do you think about getting married? It's like, well, like, I always kind of knew that we were going to get married, you know? And it's like, it's a weird thing to say out loud because it sounds like I'm just literally like, you know, that, um, that guy from you, right? It's like just a stalker who's like, we're going to get married. But like, um, more so in the sense that like, um, there was just this unfounded conviction that like, this was going to happen. Like, this was right. This is it, you know? And, like, the rest of the relationship was, like, growing into what that would mean. Um, and so it was, like, I wasn't rushed to make it happen. But at the same time, I was never, like, questioning that it was going to happen. So, yeah, it was um, it was really, uh, it, <laughs> it went very quickly from, like, oh, this is a pretty girl. So, like, yeah, we're going to get married. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like, in the span of 48 hours, apparently. In the span of 48 hours. <laughs> It was like, and then like the biggest question for me, like, like I know this isn't the question, but like the biggest, the biggest thing for me was like, so how soon is too soon to ask her out? Cause like, I know this is gonna like, like how long do I need to wait? Is this kind of weird? Is this really creepy? Like, I don't really know what to do. How did you uh, so know though? Up, how did you know so soon that this is gonna it wasn't, happen? It, like, that's the thing, right? It's not like I can say that I sat down, I rationed it out or reasoned it or anything like that. It was just, um... I want to say, you know, St. John of the Cross talks about, like, the spiritual part of the soul and the sensual part of the soul um, in sense of, in sense of like, uh, there's this deeper part of the soul that, like, connects better with God, essentially, right? Like, the spiritual mm-hmm. side. And I feel like that was it. Like, that spot side of me just felt it right away. And it's interesting because it's, like, really hard to articulate what that means. And I still can't really say it per se, right? But there's mm-hmm. just, over time, it's just continued to manifest in a lot of different ways um for example you know i was just i was talking to my spiritual director the other day about um some different topic right like how i was saying you know um love as a gift of self and and being able to really you know discover your relationship with god in that and i was talking about it in the context of um of relationships right where you know someone had been having some hard times with you know, relationships and uh, saying what they want in the other. And then, you know, for me, I was saying, you all know, it's it's what do I want to give to the other rather than what do I want from the other? And to kind of talk about that piece. And then, you know, that was where, again, my spiritual director affirmed in me, like, hey, you know, this is a really, really great, um, this is a really great testament that, you know, this is your vocation because the fact that you're discovering the truth of what God's love is through this sort of spousal relationship, mm-hmm right is such a good effort and so it's like little things like this over time that continue to affirm that deep conviction but it was just like an unexplainable conviction i I could never put it into words right it's not like i'm gonna marry cherry because of x y and z things that i like about Mm her i I like things about her obviously but like that's not why good thing you Um, do (laughs) it's like that cheesy (laughs) saying it's like when you know you know literally right uh, i don't think cherry knew at first though but <laughs> no i don't think so Andrew definitely grew on it. <laughs> what do you think is her side what do you think is her side Andrew? like how long until she knew yeah yeah now, she's still know, thinking like, about it <laughs> <laughs> um i think cherry is is the type to really kind of um so our personalities are really different as well right so i'm the type to like when I think something is right, I dive head first. Like it took me like mm-hmm. a, two weeks to decide to like move to Toronto, which is like a huge decision. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so stuff like that is like, I just dive in head first and Cherry really is the kind of person who wants to like really sit on things and dwell with it and, and kind of chew on it. Um, I think probably a couple of years before she really had that, like, yes, this is probably the right thing. And then maybe another year or two to like fully affirm it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think up until that point, it was like, you know, really getting to know what our relationship was looking like. And also, you know, the first couple of years of our relationship, um, maybe first three years even, was very different from our relationship uh, for the last couple of years as well. So I think when we had that pivot, that also made a huge difference for her as well, I think, in terms of really being able to not just say, yeah, we're probably going to get married, but like, yes, this is the man I want to get married to. And, and this is like where I see my vocation, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think you did a great job at, you know, helping her solidify that um, mm. faith in the relationship. I mean, you had to, <laughs> but in a way, like you made a lot of sacrifices along the way, you know, to help her, you know, be confident in this relationship. And and you mentioned something interesting about, you know, how you go, you're the type to go head first. And whereas mm. Cherry is the type to just kind of dull on things and ponder about things. Um, And that's why I think you guys are such a good balance for each other. You guys are total opposites in a lot of ways, but that's why it's such a good balance. So um, I guess like in your dating, did you kind of ever see that play out where your differences actually complemented each other instead of, you know, finding it frustrating? Or maybe there were times that you found it frustrating too, but yeah, how did you guys complement each other while dating? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I ever really... I mean, other than like small frustrations, right? I think like those happen in life anyways, right? So I, I'm not looking at it as like those, you know, day-to-day annoyances that you might have, you know, like just someone at work says something that irks you. It's like, whatever, you know, that happens every day with anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of real like big frustrations, I can't really think of any. Um, I think, you know, a really big thing, at least from my side of the equation, like, for her, I think it's a different story. But, <laughs> um... <laughs> she has a long list. <laughs> Um, but like for me you know I think because the relationship started with that conviction it was always a matter of like okay like you know there's something here you know like I need to be patient I need to figure this out rather than like oh my goodness not this again or anything like that right so there are things that are different about us for sure um in terms of things that complement definitely you know that's the laundry list for sure like the ways that I've seen myself grow and I'm sure you guys have seen me grow too over the course Mm -hmm. of our relationship it's crazy like um I was very much that like obnoxious in your face person and I still am, but in slightly less rude of a way. We agree. Um, (laughs) 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 Neither deny uh, nor confirm, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm less rude about it now, but you know, there are little things like that where like she'll, the best testament of it in terms of like how much I used to just be a chatterbox and like mindless talk. Right. Like that's really, I guess, the best way. Like I have a lot less mindless talk now compared to before. Um, It's like when I'm with my family now, my parents are like thrown off by how much quieter I am. (laughs) Like they're they're like, they always say to me like, you used to have so much to say. And I'm like, okay, well, no, I don't. Like, you know, Um, and it's like little things like that where like we've slowly grown with each other and we've learned these things from each other. I think we've had a really good balance of admiration of those qualities in each other and like growth towards that together. That's great. Um, That's great. I I mean, you were already halfway there, but one of the questions I think we were really interested in and probably the audience is just like, how do you think your relationship with Cherry has changed you? Um, One of the things for sure, like Cherry really grounds me, right? I think uh, one of the, one of the analogies for a relationship that I heard at one point um, was that, in many relationships, there's a flagpole and a flag, and and I'm the flag. Um, but <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, it's it's really um, she. 
she's so steady you know i because i'm such a person who like dives headfirst into things i go everywhere right um and there's good and bad to it right there's things that i can experience there's things that i can explore but at the same time like there is too much right so she really grounds me reels me in and says like are you sure like um are you sure you want to go with this impulse are you sure or whatever <laughs> um and that's that's a really really big thing um for us another piece as well um is my career even you know so like a lot of different parts of my life this the career path that i'm in right now um i i wouldn't even have known about at all if it wasn't for her and she's really encouraged me through that so i think you know i've never been lacking in confidence in the in sense of like being able to stand up in front of a room but mm-hmm. you know that actual like more deep set confidence that like things are happening the right way you know the conversations that we have really helped me with that where you know she and i will talk about where we've come where we've come from and just having someone who can we can have those real conversations without any of like the the you know the fanfare or like the unnecessary sugarcoating of things and that kind of stuff but just like a real like yes like you did a good job like this is a really good work that you've done this is really good for you and those sorts of conversations like that is, is night and day mm, that's amazing do you think your relationship has changed her i think so i think she is less reserved on the on the flip side of things sure yeah um, and I think that she has gained a lot of self-confidence as well in terms of like her own ability too, right? Like I look at her and like, I joke about marrying up, but she really is an amazing woman. And, you know, she doesn't always recognize that, I think. And so, you know, just being able to help her from that and be like, look, like people are amazed, not, don't just take it for face value. They're amazed because of X, Y, and Z. Like this is good thing. These are good things that you've done. Right. And, and those sorts of things and giving her that confidence to like, stand on her two feet and, and go out and and uh and be able to have pride in her work and have pride in herself and also like different things around too right like um being more uh selective with how she spends her time sometimes you know mm-hmm. um you know there there would be cherry when we first met um could be influenced by a lot of different people right she was very much uh you know the kind of person who like went with the flow in some ways um that you know could not always turn out too well and so you know we would have conversations about that and say like hey like are you sure this is how you want to be spending your time and they could be tough conversations but i think that has gotten us both to a place where we understand each other better and i think she's become more of a critical thinker because of that and i think that that's an area that she's really grown into i was watching uh i was watching gabby and cheryl's faces just as you were like oh she's really an amazing woman or whatever and like i swear like they melted or something because like, i so i was trying i was trying not to look at any of you when i was saying that i was like i was like am i really saying these things like i was but dying but you know it's so true cherry is amazing like i love her more than andrew really <laughs> but um yeah no i think you're absolutely right in the sense that like she's because she's such a humble person she you know often mm downplays um the amazing attributes that she carries and is gifted to um and then you're really good at affirming her on those areas and pointing them out so that she really understands how great of a woman she is um and not only in her work and in her you know talents and strengths but you also do that in her faith as well i think through you she's grown a lot more confident in vocalizing her beliefs and 
and you know standing firm in her faith and and just yeah. you know exploring deeper in her relationship with god so i think you know that's something that you really helped you know obviously she you know it's between her and god but you yeah. definitely helped her in that sense too Cheryl, anything uh, you want to jump in with <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you mentioned like how like sometimes you guys have tough conversations like so mm. like i was just wondering so like how how do you guys um resolve conflicts or like how do you argue Good yeah, we haven't really had an argument, um, but um, believe it or not, it, it's uh, we really haven't. Um, but I think um, the big thing really is that we'll we're both pretty good at zooming out and uh, and just talking things through. I think, um, and we we come we always come in with this kind of understanding that we are both pursuing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So there, if there's a difference of opinion, there must be a reason for it. Like, like you're not coming out to sabotage me. I'm not coming out to sabotage you. So like, why are we thinking differently? And I think we also both uh, have a really, I think what, one of the good things about our relationship is that we both kind of are able to recognize when the other person is really passionate about something and like, maybe I'll take the backseat for now. Like I, I don't need to be right right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, let's let things play out. And then, you know, maybe I'm wrong and, and she's right. And things actually play out that way. And then I can say to her, Hey, you know, I was wrong. You're right. The, the, you're like, I shouldn't have disagreed with you or vice versa. Like, you know, the, she lets things play out my way. And I was wrong, right? And then she says, like, and we, we deal with it together, right? It's not like I told you so, right? It's, it's a, okay, like, here's why, here are the things that I saw, let's work through it. So, you know, I think both of us are good at keeping those negative emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say we've never disagreed. Like, there are lots of things that we disagree on. Um, but I think both of us really, we come with a certain respect for how the other person is going to be approaching it. Like, we know that we're both pursuing the same thing, like I said earlier, and, and that makes it a lot easier to just say, like, okay, like we're coming from different angles. Like, where are you coming from? Where am I coming from? Let's figure this out. Yeah, I think that attitude that you mentioned is very important. Like, you guys both trust that you want the best for each other. Mm. So you're not going to think that, you know, you that the other person is doing something out of spite or anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even even when that does happen, because, like, there will be times when, like, we throw temper tantrums at each other, right? Um, like, just literally, I think yesterday, uh, we were on a call, and I was just, like, really grumpy um, from a bad day at work. And, like, she mentioned something that ticked me off a little bit, and I was just, like, not having it. Um, she kind of just, like, wrapped up the call, and then we didn't really talk about it. And then, like, a couple hours later, I was like, wow, like, I was kind of a dick, <laughs> like, you know? Um, so <laughs> Are you allowed to I'm say gonna- that? Uh, let's go with yes let's go with yes but like um i i I wasn't the kindest in that situation and and then um and yeah so i just texted like hey like i'm so sorry i was grumpy like it's not you right and then we just move on um so it's that like also the recognition from each of us that like it's on it's on us to reconcile with each other too Right. Like if I was wrong, I was wrong. If she was wrong, she was wrong. And then we both come to the table and say, like, hey, that wasn't fair of me. Um, you know, I'm sorry. And then both of us are always really OK with that right away. Mm. 
the reason why I laughed when you said you guys have never gone into an argument is was not because I didn't believe you. Um, it's because I thought back to all the arguments that you and I had <laughs> while we were serving <laughs> in the same ministry, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, Terry is really a saint. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but um, the level the- that we butt heads is like I don't know if I've ever worked with someone that like butt heads with me as much as you do, That's and, like, because- and like in a good way, right? Yeah. Like, we 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 um, same thing though. Like even when we mm-hmm. butt heads, it's like it's never like an upsetting thing. <clears throat> like uh, I won't say we don't get upset, but it's like it's never like a like I hate your guts, you know? Like it's never like that. It's like a you're so frustrating to work with right now. Okay, whatever. But like <laughs> you know, it's like oh, like in this moment, like this is really rough. But then, you know, we both know that we're coming, we are coming from a good place going for the same thing. Exactly. And then yeah. that still, like, I don't think any of our disagreements have ever ended in disagreement. Even even with the amount of conflict that you and I have, right? Mm-hmm. We've always ended up finding a resolution moving forward. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to bring this to too neat of a, of a the- central theme or whatever, but it's really just keeping love at the center of it right whether it's friendship mm-hmm. whether it's you know your your life partner or whoever it is like it's not disagreements are going to happen let's let's be honest here for sure but um you know that's why we're all human beings with different perspectives and and we we argue about things but that's how we grow and and i think finding that middle ground and finding that ability to still still love um not be petty like you were saying uh, find the humility to Mm -hmm. to apologize like you were saying um and and admit when you're wrong and not be stubborn and all those things it's it's just love at the center of it so yeah one of um sorry go ahead oh no you can go ahead because i was gonna use something i was gonna say so there's there's the priest the priest in vancouver that i mentioned so many times father justin huang he's brought this up in a few homilies and like he'll always go back to the same thing um, which I think is so true is not just recognizing, but being willing to change your opinion also makes a huge difference when you have a conflict of opinion. Like to say something you have said has changed my opinion, and I now agree with you, mm-hmm. is isn't just humble. It's 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 the more mature thing to do, right? Because it the fact that like I'm lacking knowledge to have the same opinion as you doesn't is not a reflection on me. It's just mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big piece of it, too, is like I can change my opinion and like not be embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of maturity and trust too to yeah. trust the other person that they're not going to use that to manipulate. And and mm. yeah, like Jason said, there was love at the center of it all, um, whether it's between you and Cherry or in the friendship that we had, like at our friendship, we had the best interest of our ministry in mind, um, which came mm. from having God at the center of it all and i mean we try to right and um and i'm gonna do a little cheesy segue that jason likes to do here (laughs) speaking of having god at the center of it all (laughs) wait wait wait. before you do that uh before you move into that gabby so Mm -hmm. um there was something i wanted to bring up um sorry I, i was going through the prep uh and i was thinking like it wouldn't really make sense for us to do this whole grilling of andrew um, without ah. <laughs> having Cherry involved. So I was thinking that it would actually be a really awesome idea if we had Cherry Vong oh join gosh. the bride-to-be. Hello, Cherry. Welcome to Yay, our Cherry. episode. Hello. So as an aside, this is the second call that I've been surprised with Cherry <laughs> so on today. So my, my... Oh, okay. Go, my you can tell the story. Yeah. yeah, so my co-workers uh, booked this meeting um, with the premise of like doing something really amazing and I told like everyone who had ears and then it turns out that was a ruse and now I need to 
tell everyone I was a fraud. But anyways, um, so they were throwing this whole like work party for for me in terms of like this wedding shower, and I was like surprised enough. And then Cherry joins the call, and I was like, "Who's next, Pope Francis? Like, what's going on here?" <laughs> um, <laughs> so oh, wow. oh, speaking yeah. of Pope Francis. Now, Uh, oh my goodness okay all right well now that you are adequately surprised without with a terrible reaction gabby you can move back into the question that you were about to ask oh i was you know totally happy to have this sorry i kind of forgot um that that was the time but anyways so speaking of having christ at a center um and i don't know if you remember but two years ago i think you told me how your relationship with Cherry drastically changed when you guys mm. really, really just strive to have Christ as a center and the only focus. Um, so mm. you had this analogy of, you know, as, you know, Cherry looked at Christ face to face and she grew closer and closer to God in that sense. Um, and you walked along with Christ side by side in, in brotherhood. In doing so, you guys were brought closer and closer together. Do you, do you remember telling me that? Um, yeah, so actually that was stolen from, um, from another friend of ours um, who gave a talk on male and female uh, spirituality. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really made a huge difference. Um, kind of just... I, I think, you know, for a while, Cherry and I, and Cherry can test this too, we had grown so focused on each other that, you know, we weren't really going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. it, like, the relationship wasn't going anywhere. Like, if you're mm-hmm. looking at each other, you're not going anywhere, right? Um, and then, you know, there was a turning point, and we kind of both on our own, which was the really miraculous part. It wasn't like we said, like, all right, forget each other. Let's look at God. Like, it wasn't anything like that. Um, we just kind of both on our own had these different um, turns towards God and started really pursuing that relationship. And yeah, so so the, the analogy is that um, there are unique ways that men and women can relate to Jesus, where a woman can relate to Jesus spousally in a way that men can't. And men can relate to Jesus fraternally in a way that women can't, right? Um, like, I'm not going to look at Jesus and be like, oh my gosh, like, I want you to be my husband. Like, that doesn't really work out. Um, but I can look at him and be like, all right, like, I really want you to be my bro. Like, I, I, I want you to really be one of the guys, you know, and, and we're we're really good friends that way, which wouldn't work as well for Cherry and then vice versa. So that idea where, like, both, of, both you know, I'm journeying with Jesus, like, both facing the same direction, and then Cherry's facing from the other direction, but we both move closer to Jesus. We end up closer to each other. That's the analogy, right? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think definitely, you know, in our relationship, it really happened, and it happened really organically in a way that we didn't really notice or recognize until, like, probably a year into it. Like, we, we kind of just were focused on God. Uh, we were sharing that with each other, and we were both happy about it. But then like a year later, we were like, wow, like look at our relationship now compared to where we were a year ago, right? And it mm-hmm. was just so night and day. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that because I, I feel like, if anything, that's the most important thing out of this conversation. Mm. Um, I could be biased, but um, so how has your faithfulness in Christ helped you grow in, you know, your love and faithfulness to Cherry? And you can, you know, feel free to give some concrete examples too. No pressure. She's right in front no of you. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and um, Cherry, you, you too, actually, because, 
you know, you're part of this relationship too. So, <laughs> yeah. In case you weren't aware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think um, it, it's not necessarily in like obvious ways per se, like to give concrete examples. But I think um, at the at the heart of it, you know, really, this is this goes into a realization of like why marriage is a vocation, right? So this is a piece that I've become like really passionate about over the last year or so. Um, because I think a lot of people look at marriage as just a happening, like just an event um, mm-hmm. where like you you declare that you're love and then like that's it, you know, versus a vocation where the vo- like the, the implication of it being a vocation is that this is a lifelong call, right? This is a journey that you're embarking on. This is an actual, this is, to put it in other words, like this is the best way for you to get to heaven. Right? This is the way that God wants you to become a saint. So when you put it in that framework, right, then the question becomes like, how? Like, how am I actively going to become a saint in this vocation? And, you know, looking at this piece, um, where, I, where my head goes right away is that a lot of people talk about marriage being the closest you can come to witnessing the Trinity on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what does that mean? Well, what that means to me is that, like, the relationships that you see in the Trinity between the Father and the Son, between the Son and the Father, between the Father and the Holy Spirit, between the Spirit and the Son, like, all of those relationships are found in spousal love, right? Or should be found in spousal love mm-hmm. in a good marriage. So then that means that if I want a good marriage, I should grow closer to those relationships, and I think that's what it was, right? So for both of us, as we grew closer to God, as we focus on God, we're almost, it's like the cheat sheet for having a good marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're growing closer and closer towards what we're trying to mirror. And like in doing so, you can't help but pick things up along the way. And those help us, have helped us, I think, to uh, be formed more into, you know, growing into this vocation, being ready for this vocation and ready to, start this vocation really right it's not like we're gonna get married next week and then it's just like bam we're a perfect couple like nothing like that Mm -hmm. it's more that we are now embarking on the right journey where getting married getting married now it just feels like an affirmation of that and more grace is to continue on that journey and i think that's kind of what it is for for me at least Sherry, do you Mm -hmm. agree with andrew's assessment or is this kind of a one-way relationship perspective thing that's going on here (laughs) No, I totally agree. And um, I think one of the things that uh, I think I heard this um, maybe years ago at like a Catholic retreat in um, university, but I think the topic was also marriage. And one thing that struck out to me was um, that once you're married or uh, you're calling to marriage, um, it's your responsibility to like lift your spouse to get to heaven Mm -hmm. and uh, vice versa. And that like totally um like it hasn't left my mind since like i heard that and so like definitely um discerning into marriage and like now even just one and a half one week away from marriage it's like constantly how can i lift up andrew uh for the rest of my life to get to heaven (laughs) and then like of course he's going to be doing the same for me so um i think just like keeping that in mind as well um uh yeah like really increases um that 
bond, I guess. <laughs> I think I think the whole thing about lifting up your spouse to heaven is obviously 100% true, but something that it's very easily to, it's very easily forgotten. Um, like mm. like Andrew was saying, sometimes we just look at marriage as an event or as just another step kind of thing, and and suddenly it's just oh you you know you're now uh, spending the rest of your lives together um, as it should be, and then your next step is having children and growing a family, and then you know you see your children yeah. off to university. Like it's 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 easy to as always get lost in the practical side of things the functional Mm -hmm. side of things but i think to remember that you know you're you're responsible for um lifting yourself to heaven but also your spouse and the people around you um that's that's what it means to be a christian and and it's 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 so central to to never forget that Mm -hmm. um I was again. I was watching Cheryl and Gabby earlier while you were answering Cherry, and um, I think they melted again when you were talking about lifting the spouse to heaven. Because earlier Andrew said something really, really sweet, and I think they also melted at that time as well. You can go back and listen later. Um, I will definitely. <laughs> you guys are uh, so cute. I was Thanks. wondering. Thanks, I was wondering when I would tear up, and that was the moment when you said, "You know, um, it has never left your thought that you know you're going to be responsible." to bring Andrew into heaven and oh, just hearing that. And I already knew that, you know, that was your mission and your heart um, as you approach this vocation. But um, just repeating that again, I just know that Andrew's soul is in such good hands. And so is yours, Cherry. And I'm just so happy for that and grateful. So, so Gabby. I have what I believe is the hardest question on this, on this list of questions that Gabby, Cheryl and I put together. <laughs> Um, so Andrew, I'm going to throw it to you and, and Cherry, you can, you can, um, chime in, chime in obviously, but, um, this is actually a question that my girlfriend came up with. So it's coming from, from her. Mm. Andrew, when was the last time you died to yourself in your relationship? Oh man. <laughs> uh... <laughs> it is, it is time. a difficult question and really putting you on the spot. Perhaps to give you some time to think about this, perhaps Cherry's last time that she died to herself was last night's phone call. Every time she said talk to me. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Or when you're just super grumpy. (laughs) Cherry doesn't even need to spare a second thought. It's just like, oh, like two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good question. It's so funny because like once you asked that question, I thought of a time when I thought that maybe... (laughs) Andrew had to go through some hardships to um, make a decision um, for the both of us. Yeah, and so, so what do you think it was? I think I think it was the decision to move over to Toronto um, mm. so that both of us can, um, yeah, like continue, you know, like like actually be dating in the same city and also like really um, growing in that relationship with each other closer because um, before we were long distance for quite a while. so thought that was like a really big um really big risk that he had to take as well right like coming to Toronto and like not having a place to stay and like having to figure out like his footing um so that was a big one I love this because okay so obviously you weren't part you weren't part of our conversation earlier when when we were talking about this but literally <laughs> Andrew talked about moving over to Toronto from Vancouver and he was all talking about like oh like he was just diving headfirst into it like he barely even like had to think about it like he it only just, took him two he weeks. just knew yeah he <laughs> had to think about it for a bit but but I think the best part of this is that like this actually just shows how 
um, how you looked at it, I guess, in terms of mm-hmm. you totally recommend. Okay, like let, let's be serious. Like obviously, you know, Andrew has close ties with his family. He's been in Vancouver for most of his life up until that point. Like as as much as 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 headfirst as he dove into that decision, like let's not forget or or lose sight of the fact that it was probably still a hard hard decision for you, right? And I I, I want to say that like it's it's so awesome to be able to see. Terry's perspective and just recognizing that, you know, this was something, you know, maybe maybe he made the decision easier than, you know, the rest of us might have. But I think, mm. you know, it, this was still something that was that was probably difficult and something that was challenging. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's actually really interesting because uh, I had a similar conversation about this with another friend of ours who had moved from Australia to, to Canada. Um, and we had talked about how it actually was a surprisingly easy decision. Um, and, and you know what? Like, I, I think I really attribute this to it has to be the grace of God, because like objectively, it would be a difficult decision. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. My mm-hmm. my roots were in Vancouver. You know, my my career was in Vancouver. I had built a network in Vancouver. Like there were a lot of reasons why I would stay. Um, and and over here, you know, there objectively, if you're kind of going to stack it, like there weren't as many reasons for you to move to Toronto. Um, and it should have been a really difficult decision, but it really wasn't. And similarly for that other friend. So, you know, I, this is almost an illustration of like, you know, you know, those mission trips that you hear of like, oh, like so-and-so is like moving to X country for like X number of years for a mission trip to serve the poor. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. They're like, no, I just, I'm going to do it. Right. I, I, I attribute it to the same thing. Like, this is just. You know, God said, like, this is something you got to do, and I'm going to give you the courage to do it, whether you realize it or not, and make it obvious for you that this is something you have to do. And then, like, when it came to it, it was just, yeah, I'm going to do it. So it's really funny because everyone talks, like, a lot of people talk to me about this as a big sacrifice, but I've never seen it that way. I I really haven't, you know. It was was a move that had to happen, and and it happened. And then, you know, you know, you... The, the the six months afterwards that was a sacrifice but like the the move itself wasn't wasn't the end of the world and and um if anything I, I would i would say probably just the distance even after moving over here that's probably something that comes to mind for me more so you know that in um the distance from so i live in toronto cherries and markham and like ha- going up and down particularly more recently and like the the disruption of my regular day-to-day life to do that that's probably comes to mind for me a lot more than even the move from vancouver right to really kind of be in situations where i don't have time in my weekends to necessarily you know do the things that i want to do in terms of unwinding cleaning up meal prepping and those sorts of things um but you know it's not something that i like to bring up because it had to happen but in terms of sacrifices and dying to myself, like I would say that probably the most that comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's, it, it, it was really great just to kind of witness already, you know, the fruit of having both of you on the podcast and seeing the different perspectives that you bring into each other's lives. Right. Like, mm. um, you know, for us as I guess, third party witnesses is kind of like, you know, Obviously, we're good, we're good friends with you. We're close friends with, with the both of you. But to see how you both complement to each other, just even answering these questions, um, I think that's been a blessing already, really, and and definitely an inspiration for you know any any one of us who are discerning marriage um, and, and who might be dating or or discerning a relationship in some kind of way. Um, 
you know, on that note, you know, obviously you guys have been getting re- getting ready for marriage for 51 weeks now. And so you've had to go through marriage prep. And I think that's something we want to quickly ask you about because, you know, as part of getting married in the church, um, we are asked to go through a marriage prep course, a marriage prep program. Um, so I wanted, you know, one or the both of you to just quickly tell those of us, because a lot of us don't really know, what is marriage prep about? What's it like? Um, what's it for? And what has been your experience going through the program? I can try to take a stab at that first from our experience. So um, marriage prep is, um, for us, it was it's kind of like a four to six week uh, program where uh, we meet weekly and we have sessions um, with um, a clergy member at the church uh, to kind of talk about um, marriage in the lens of the Catholic church mm-hmm. and um, some of the teachings of it. And also kind of like some of the responsibilities really of um, what is marriage um, in a Catholic uh, point of view, um, the four pillars, which I hope I don't get it wrong. Of love, oh my gosh, Andrew! <laughs> it's a uh, free, free, total, faithful, and free, fruitful. Yes, free. To- yes. Um, so it's those four pillars, and we always go back to that, um, like every week. Um, yeah. So for a program, and uh, some of the things that they also teach is kind of like practical um, skills and tools of um, kind of. Uh, living together, um, like being in marriage, like finances, uh, conflict resolution, um, and communication skills, um, and kind of like um, like when we're thinking about starting a family, um, touch a little bit on natural family planning, um, which for me is really just understanding um, uh, like the woman's body and making sure. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, oh my gosh. Um, just like understanding uh, the woman's body so that like um, we know when to be intimate if we want to start a family or not. Uh, so that's kind of um, some of the things that we learned. So we specifically, think, sorry, go on, go on, Andrew, sorry. go on. No, I, I was going to say, I think, you know, um, with marriage prep, I'd almost, for any couples that are getting ready for marriage now, I would treat it as more of an intro to marriage prep. Than, than being the entirety of marriage prep um, because it touched on a lot of things, but it really didn't dive deep into many things. Um, so it gave a good idea of like the sorts of topics that you would want to explore, the sorts of topics that maybe you're not as familiar with potentially. And then um, it kind of gave that uh, foundational piece, I suppose, to like know what things to explore uh, and to grow in more. What about it has been fruitful for you guys? Oh, sorry, Cheryl. Well, I was just going to ask, like, so what are some things that you guys think are important to talk about before marriage and, like, like that that you guys may have talked about? Yeah, I think, like, conflict resolution, um, communication. I kind of touched on, like, um, your communication habits with your family and, like, how does that translate into the relationship that you're going to be bringing into the marriage. Uh, so that was really helpful for us because um, like both of us have like our own tendencies to either, um, yeah, like uh, I guess keep talking about the situation or um, like take a step back and see each other's perspectives. So it was really good for that. Um, the marriage prep course also came with like workbooks. Um, 
where there were a lot of discussion questions as well. So uh, it gave us a lot of time to kind of look into those questions and uh, spend some time to uh, talk to each other about our perspectives. I, yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. You go. You go. Uh, I think. I think it. It was really good to to do all of those things. Something else that we did as well that really helped us was we went through something that's called the uh, prepare enrich questionnaire um, with uh, with a friend of with Father Rafael Ma actually because he he uh, is trained to to do that kind of interview. That was really cool as well. So essentially, what that was is. Uh, a long list of questions actually is quite quite extensive for us each to answer individually which then generated a report and essentially what Father Raf did for us and what any of the facilitators would do is bring up points that might be worth having conversations about based on the differences in our responses Mm. Um, and it was a really really good conversation that we had there um, about you know things that we hadn't thought about right so for example, we had always thought that we were really good communicators for like the reasons that we talked about earlier, right? We never really came into any big conflicts. We kind of had always done a decent job, we thought, of conflict resolution in that way. But to see like there were greater levels of communication that we could reach as well and to see where those opportunities sat um, was a really, really great thing. So I think that as a second step or even as a as as a further step for preparing for marriage that was really really wonderful i have a couple of friends who are also going through marriage prep and you know definitely i think they would say the same thing in terms of what you've already advised is maybe kind of treat it like an intro to marriage almost it, it depends on the program that you go through i have other friends who sure. um, have definitely gone through a program that they found extremely fruitful um, but it also depends on the couple itself like i was talking to my spiritual director yeah like a couple months ago, probably. And he was telling me about how there are definitely couples he screens who like, he'll just bring up a simple questions about like, you know, how do they communicate or, or what is at the center of their relationship? And, you know, they often find that like, they're actually not as ready for marriage as they initially thought. Um, they, they weren't as prepared to have these conversations, even about practical things, right? So Cherry talked about, you know, talking about finances or just general communication. Um, and so it, it is really interesting to hear the different stories about how marriage prep um, gets people to that point of being ready to receive the sacrament when, you know, maybe for some of us, it, it's, it feels more natural or it feels more commonsensical, but I don't think that's always the case. So it's, it's definitely really interesting to, to think about all of that. Um, I think kind of the last thing that we want to kind of talk about here is, you know, the role that each of your families have had on the both of you. So like, um, like the opposite, the future in-laws is what I'm trying to get at. Um, what do you think is, I'll start with Cherry here. Um, cause obviously both of you have met each other's parents. Um, Cherry, what is some good advice that you think Andrew's parents have given you? Mm. Um, it's, <laughs> okay. Um, I would say, um, I, I, I don't know if it's like a verbal advice, but it's definitely something that I've had observed um, through uh, interacting with their family. And that's um, really um, the togetherness of a lot of the things that they do. Um, a lot of the time that they spend together, I can see um, Andrew's um, parents both making time for each other in the morning to go on walks. I think that's like a really um, beautiful thing. It's like doing things together, um, having schedules that complement each other. 
um, and really following through, like having a habit um, about it. And I think that speaks volumes when I see that that's something that I would want to um, have with Andrew uh, in our relationship. Learning time together. Get the notes down, Andrew. <laughs> How about for you? Um, in terms of interacting with Cherry's parents so much, like you're over almost every weekend. Anything that you yeah. picked up from them? Yeah, I, you know, I think um, they they do a really good job of focus, like knowing what they find important and, and keeping the focus on those things. Um, and I think that's a, a really important piece as well, to like know what your values are and really stick to it. Um, to not be that flag in the wind that I brought up earlier and kind of go where the wind, where the wind takes you. Um, and, and just, you know, to know what those things are and be specific. So they they are, do a really good job of being able to say like, these are the things that uh, are important to me and, you know, I'm not wavering on these things. And then for other things to kind of remind each other, like, Hey, you know, like, that might not be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other person to kind of accept that. So to be also really receptive to kind of prods from, from your spouse, right. To, to not always be right in that way. I think I, I've really mm-hmm. seen that too. Mm-hmm. I think it's really great that um, you guys have so much respect for both of each other's parents. And it's obvious that um, you guys are able to learn something and take away something from each other's family as well. And Cherry talks about that all the time to me um, and how family is really important to her. Um, Obviously not my parents-in-law, but (laughs) something Andrew's parents had had said, I think it was your mom actually, um, that really touched me. And um, I actually, you know, Andrew was one who told this to me, um, but something that your mom had said, Andrew, and I still apply to my every relationship um, with, with my relationship with my current boyfriend or that I'm discerning with and my relationship with my family, just in every important relationship, I carry this advice. But I think your mom had said something about, you know, don't aim for 50-50 because if you do, then you're just going to be frustrated about the injustice or the lack of. Mm. Um, but aim for 70, 30, where you're always trying to do more, you're always trying to give more than the half and trying to meet across the halfway line. That way, if both of you guys aim for that, then there's overflow, there's abundance. And I think what she had talked about there is basically the highlight of sacrificial love where you know, we're called to die to ourselves. And the moment that we're tired and we don't wanna do the dishes, we get up and do the dishes so that the, our spouse doesn't have to. It's like little things like that in life, um, and those things that you can bring to your relationship. And yeah, um, I just wanted to, you know, give a shout out to your mom because I thought that was just so beautiful and something worthy of honoring. It was, it was. It actually, it, it was really funny how it came up. Um, it was for someone had, else's wedding, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, I was at the, I was at the bachelor trip for someone else's wedding. And then it was my mom's birthday, so I called her, and she was like, "Oh, like what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm on like my friend's bachelor trip." And she was like, "Oh, what are you guys doing?" Like we're giving him advice, and she was like, "Here's some advice for him." And I was like, "What about me, mom?" But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but it was it was really I I really do hold on to that, um, mm-hmm. and I share it with a lot of people too. Yeah. I actually forgot that I shared that with you, but it's 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 a piece that it makes so much sense when you think about it. Yeah, no, I haven't because it's been such a great practice to me. So thank your mom for me. <laughs> mm. So so we're pushing the, the longest 
episode time we've ever had um mm. but i think fairly so this has been a lot of fun um we want to wrap up with something maybe a little bit on the fun side for both both of you andrew and cherry and you um andrew you mentioned at the top how you guys had already agreed you know you're not going to do a reception or a banquet or anything and often what happens at those uh you know wedding receptions dinner receptions is we get to do some wedding games so we thought we would adapt one of the more common wedding games and 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 um, do a, a bit, a little bit of rapid fire questions for the both of you. Um, and you know, it's basically a podcast version of the shoe game. If you, if you're familiar with it, um, basically what's going to happen is I'll ask you a, a really quick, obvious Andrew or Cherry question, and I want the both of you to just as as whatever the first name that comes to mind as the answer. Either one of you, like both of you, just answer who you think it is. So I'll do it. I'll do a couple examples before we actually get started. So, who's more organized? Cherry. Who's cleaner? Cherry. Cherry. Okay. All right. You're so you guys just roasting. Yes, basically all, all the good stuff is going to be Cherry. All the bad stuff is going to be Andrew. Okay. So you guys so get the actually, gist of this. Actually, as a fun, I think at, at wedding reception, what also uh, people do is, you know, they put like. They'll put their shoe, like the mail or. It, yeah. Exactly. So shoe. should we do something like that as well for whoever's watching? I don't have movie? anything. I don't think. Yeah. You probably don't have time to get a shoe or get. No, a I was going to say C for Cherry. Oh. And then okay. A for Andrew. Okay. But you guys also need to say your whoever it is because. Because that's a podcast. Because it's an audio true. podcast as well as yes. a video podcast. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We we did not organize this properly, so just just <laughs> blurt out whichever name comes to mind. Okay. So I'm gonna throw a few questions at the both good. of you. Okay. Who's the better cook? Andrew. Andrew. Who's more patient? Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know. Actually, that's pretty. Okay. This one might be. This one might require a little bit of thinking. Who has more friends from the Chinese Catholic community? Cherry. Cherry. Yeah? You both in agreement? Yeah. I think yeah. Cherry basically stole all of Andrew's friends, and I'm one of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, none, of, none of them are my friends now. <laughs> yeah. I have been there longer than you did. <laughs> okay, I know the answer to this one. Who spends more money? Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Who spends more time on their phone? Andrew. This well, one actually, I'm interested in. Cherry. Probably a close tie. Probably yeah, me. Close tie? Hmm. Probably yeah. Probably you, actually. Yeah, probably you. Interesting. Yeah, um, Andrew doesn't have social media anymore, right? Like, you don't have Instagram. I have Facebook. But like, yeah, I, Andrew had cut a, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to know this one. Who's needier when they're sick? <laughs> Cherry. Yeah? Cherry. Okay. <laughs> All right, two more. And these are my two favorite ones. Who does Pixel like more? Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Who likes Pixel more? Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> the sadness of that relationship. But it's okay. You guys are going to get a second cat when you get married, right? We are. You can we look are. And I'm going to have nothing to do with it. I will never be in the same room as the cat for the first like year just to make sure. Even if you don't and you just, you know, you just keep Pixel and once you guys start living together, it's okay. It's going to, same thing's going to happen where Pixel's going to like Cherry. You're right. You're right. So, true, not true. to worry, Cherry. <laughs> Give it a little bit of time yet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's call it a wrap for this episode. Um, honestly, this was a lot of fun, uh, ladies. Uh, so Gabby, Cheryl, thank you both for joining. Thank you for joining in this roasting and grilling of Andrew. <laughs> 
Cherry, thank you for surprise dropping in. It was so wonderful to have both of you on to to for us to interview and I think to learn from the both of you. Just you know, um, you know, we're all in relationships, uh, the three of us, and we're discerning marriage as well, right? And to see you guys, you know, a week from now, um, have the opportunity to um, say your vows and promise yourselves to each other and promise yourselves to God within the beautiful sacrament of marriage like it's it's going to be we're so lucky to be able to witness that so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun um thank you to everyone who listened hopefully all of you had a lot of fun getting to know andrew and cherry a bit better and you know if you want to roast andrew go and dm him spam him with messages <laughs> um and he will not be mad at you all right so <laughs> i thought we were going with like uh hit the hit the comment section below <laughs> we're not at that level of podcasting yet like we're not <laughs> You have to be a certain level of like professional to be able to say that spiel. Yeah. So, okay, so that's it for today. Thanks everyone for listening. This was a lot of fun. Uh, God bless, and uh, you'll hear from us soon in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.